Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is here to guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am joined by my colleague, Stephanie Waite. Stephanie is the Associate Director of TCU's Neely Alcon Career Center and works closely with Idea Factory, TCU's Human Centered Design Institute, and how both of us met. Beyond the amazing work she is doing at TCU, Stephanie has worked in higher education for 15 years and is truly a wealth of knowledge when it comes to guiding young adults through the turbulent and formative years of college and the decisions that these years force young people to make. Stephanie believes in empowering students to make decisions that are logical, financially beneficial, and that encourage their own fulfillment and purpose and growth through their college careers. With her own background centering in philosophy and English literature, Stephanie truly brings a spectrum of expertise to this conversation, and I really adored getting to sit down and chat a bit more with her about life and meaning and how we use these concepts of philosophy to inform big life decisions like the ones she helps students make. So let's take a deep breath and get started. Okay, awesome. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Reese. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, very good. Firstly, Thank you. Thank you for your time. I know that you are very busy and I appreciate you giving me your valuable, amazing time. Of course. This is, this is what I'm here for. So to get us started, I just want to ask what's one thing you're grateful for right now? Um, I'm grateful for time. Okay. I'm going to go with time. Yep. Can I ask more? Yeah. So, uh, time's a big a, a, a big ele- life element for me. Mm. So uh, I think about this a lot that, you know, you can buy more things. You can buy resources. You can buy an education, right? right. Like you can buy a lot of things. Time, you can't buy more of. No. And, you know, folks will say things like, oh, you know, if you eat right and exercise and you can... You're you know. getting yourself more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, is that um, we only get so much time on, yeah. this, on this planet. And so, you know, when I think about, uh, you know, any kind of gratitude exercises or when I reflect at the end of the day, like, how did I spend my time? Mm-hmm. That, was that a good use of my time? And, right. Um, you know, trying as much to kind of live in those moments of, yeah. those, of those times that we get. I love that. Yeah. So to kind of switch gears, but kick it into a little bit more about how you do these things and practice these things, tell me your story, whatever that means for you in as much detail or as little detail as you want. Yeah. Since we're kind of sitting in a higher education space Uh here, um, I, I think I'll start my story with saying that I started sitting in college classrooms when I was seven years old. So I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, my dad was a non-traditional aged college student. Okay. He, um, at the age of 27, he became an amputee on the job. So he was a machinist and there was an accident one day on the job and, um, and then they had to amputate his right arm. And he decided at that point, oh, wow, you know, what am I going to do? I can no right. longer be a machinist. You know, what does life look like for me? I got two young girls, got yeah. life, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so he went back to school and uh, there wasn't really a lot of resources for me or my sister to have childcare elsewhere. So mm. so he just brought us to school with yeah. him. And so luckily, you know, um, the, the community college that he went to and then the university later, very close to our home. And we just... My sister and I um, would sit in the back of the classrooms uh, quite yeah. frequently, and um, <laughs> you know we would uh, color or draw. But the 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 know. info's there floating yeah. into your, your little seven year old brain. Yeah, it was quite amazing to just see the dynamic, you know, of um, my dad being a student in that class and yeah. pulling, you know, a couple of desks together because they didn't have left handed desks at that point, and so he's pulling the desks together and getting ready to you know, listen to the professor and engage with the students and interact with, you know, people who were 10 years younger than him. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of a cool, a, a kind of a cool upbringing, you know, I mean, I didn't think of it at the time and in retrospect, right. you know, like this is how I'm thinking about it and mm-hmm. kind of my own through line. So I've worked in higher education for 15 years and I kind of find the space in education to be one of home, you know, it mm. feels very, very familiar yeah. and um uh and I think you know like what was really the genesis of a lot of that and it, it at some level it must have been this early very early exposure to being in a college classroom right. sure yeah yeah super yeah. interesting so do you think that seeing your dad who's had this tremendous life change when you were little how do you think that impacted you and the way you view life yeah yeah I think that um what I've come to kind of start to say probably in the the last couple of years is there's a million different ways to live yeah and I think that uh the more and more I work with college-age students um the more I work alongside, you know, um, boomers and Gen Xers right. and millennials, and um, I, I see this desire to kind of put oneself on a conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, okay, I'm going to just go and do this job, and it's going to have, you know, this kind of retirement when I'm done, and I'll own my house at right. this age, and you know, kind of check in the box. I'll do the things. I'll do all of the things. Yes. Yeah. And um, completely valid. Right? right. That's how, right? Like there is like, okay, how do I, how do I want to, you know, navigate through this world? How do I want to um, think about or spend my time or yeah. whatever? You know, great. Yes, go, yeah. go do it. Um, but I think my experience as a, you know, as a seven-year-old and, and right. um, going through, you know, elementary, middle, high school, all of that, watching my dad be a career changer five yeah. different times, go to go to school, go back to school. You know, like he went back to school so many times. He's yeah. got an, uh, an MPA, an MBA. Like he, he's, wow. he's got a nice collection. So, yeah. Um, 
he's also a trained engineer, you know, like, so he, right. he has a nice collection of, um, you know, educational uh, degrees and, um, but all, all the while he's, you know, raising a family and yeah. taking care of his parents and taking care of my mom's parents and also doing all of these other, so, so life can be incredibly dynamic and it can yeah. change so frequently and, you know, the thing that I, I tell college students all the time is if you come into this institution and leave this institution and you are the same exact person, like something went terribly wrong. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so I think about that too when, when I think about how many times um, folks can make different educational choices or mm-hmm. career choices. Um, if they're just making the same exact types of, of choices again and again and again, you know, then where was that dynamic element of life? And that, that's yeah. where I, I, I lean back on this. There's a million different ways to live. Right. And that's not just to say that there's a million different ways that a lot of different people can live. There's a million different ways that one Each person... Each one of us can. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. I think that is really, really powerful. And obviously seeing your dad like try out these uh, several different ways of living and go back and change things like, of course, had an impact. So how do you, Stephanie, incorporate uh, this dynamic style of living into your life? How is that manifested for you? Yeah. I've, well, for one, I've always had more than one job. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm very uh, busy. <laughs> several irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I, you know, I, I try to simplify certain aspects of my life while also creating um, unique complexity elsewhere. Mm. So, and, and I'm not afraid of that, I guess, is what it, it kind of comes down to, you know. Um, witnessing that, you know, all throughout you know, my upbringing um, and, and well into adulthood that, um, you know, there are t- 24 usable hours in every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yep. so you can, as long as you're kind of willing to, and, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll speak directly from my own mm-hmm. perspective here, that I am willing to engage in that deeper conversation, take that extra bit of time with somebody, um, learn about someone's uh, unique perspective and then say, ooh, do I agree, disagree? Can I incorporate that into how I'm thinking about things now? Um, And, you know, like I said, I always like kind of joke that, you know, I've always had more than one job, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of neat to engage with different um, communities and different types of people across, you know, uh, different university spaces. So, you know, I work full time for TCU but I also teach a class for Florida State University right. and I've been doing that for oh 12, 12 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little over 12 years yeah um, and so um having that variety in my kind of thought processes and, and mental mm-hmm. space and how I'm kind of uh solving problems or right you know acquiring new problems right yeah like, I think that's something that's kind of kind of cool that you can kind of choose which problems you you want to go after and absolutely so one of the big things for me when I think about acquiring new problems and asking like these kind of big life questions and even going back to your point at the beginning about time like the questions and problems we choose to tackle really is an important choice because our time is limited how do you choose which problems and questions to chase Uh, my north star is social justice okay so when i 
when I was at Flagler College, um, St. Augustine, Florida, Mm -hmm. I chose to study English literature and philosophy. And in my philosophy courses, um, you know, of course, each each major required right. a lot of reading. Yes. Um, <laughs> and in one of my philosophy courses, the um, required text was, uh, one of the required texts was uh, Plato's Republic. Yep. And Plato's Republic tackles this larger question of what is justice. Yeah. And I remember so... Um, uh, it was, it was so key to me at the time that, I, that I'm kind of reading this. And, you know, it's all in, in um, uh, you know, u- utilizing kind of the Socratic method, right, of dialogue. Right, right. And, um, and asking folks, you know, what are the elements that make for a more just society? Mm-hmm. And one of the pieces there um, was, the, um, was grappling with uh, the – individual and the collective or community so Mm. on an individual level you know um tackling questions of mind body and spirit yeah right like what makes for a full person if you will and then you know thinking about at the collective level how folks are engaged in community and spending their time and with other people right workers soldiers philosopher kings Right. These were mm-hmm. the main elements or main roles within society. And so when I think about my time and space in higher education, for the last 15 years, I've been doing a lot of student-facing work, helping yeah. young people as they are navigating through college curriculum, college yep. spaces, uh, career and major decision-making. Um, and I think, okay, so how we spend our time, how we engage in the world mm-hmm. really matters. Yeah. And if there is this misalignment between the individual, your values, your interests, your skills, and what you're doing in this communal space, if there's misalignment, yeah, then I'm not sure that we're reaching a real just society. So when I say my North Star is societal justice, I'm thinking about those things at the the, the, the multitude how do we align levels. the individual with the community right. in a prosperous right. way right. that is so powerful and i mean me so i come from a background of philosophy and literature too um so i'm like plato's republic is like one of those foundational <laughs> philosophic <laughs> texts that everyone in philosophy like i feel like has to read at some point right And one of the questions from that that I still to this day ruminate on, which, I mean, these are questions that we can't find perfect answers to, but going back to the individual in this dynamic of the individual with the society, this question of the mind, body, and spirit, Mm -hmm. do you agree that those are the three elements of the human being? What do those elements mean for you? Yeah. What what do those look like? Because I think those are very difficult to kind of pin down and define, but it's important too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's always a good starting point. Yeah. Right. So thinking about um, how you know, in in in, in modern times, right? We're, we're right. talking about <laughs> a very old text here. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, in modern times, you know, you'll you'll hear a lot of debates about um, these kinds of things. What what makes you know. Uh, what's something that constitutes personhood right, right? consciousness right and, right yeah exactly, exactly yeah so so I kind of think you know well 
it's probably not a perfect representation, mm-hmm. right? It's probably not sufficient. Right. But I will call these these the necessary conditions, right? Okay. Yeah. Mind, body, and spirit. The necessary conditions. And there are things that, you know, we neglect or that are imbalanced or that um you know we kind of push aside I, i'll never forget the like the look on some students faces when i've said the term you know values right and they and the, the association of values is with oftentimes in a kind of spiritual way right right, right. religious values right. right right and so you know and this is just kind of where it's evolved into mm-hmm. or morphed into but it's not always the case that they're, you know, mutually exclusive from a more like secular viewpoint. Right. 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 So how how do you allow yourself to engage in that kind of um, introspective way so that mm-hmm. you can identify, OK, how am I um, engaging my mind, my body and my the, the spiritual components mm-hmm. of, of self in order to um, get to know thyself better yeah right yeah and then and then engage with, with the community within the community better. With, with purpose with meaning with yeah with good intention right like, yeah so yeah i think it's a i think it's a great starting point yeah okay wonderful um what are ways that you have asked those questions of yourself to get to know stephanie better um oh that's a good that's a good question I think finding that time and space to um, reflect on the day. So I, mm. you know, I, this used to happen over dinner, right? Like you right. sat around the dinner table with your family. What you do today? And you and you process, you know, and yeah, um, and it looks a little bit different, you know. It's me and my husband and and our two little dogs, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's finding that time and space to. Um, reflect on on okay how how did I spend my time and what did yeah. that really look like and you know where did I where did I mess up in the day you yeah. know where did I really like I it was a, it was a swing and a miss yep um, but where did I really knock it out of the park I don't know yeah. why I'm using sports analogies here but, <laughs> but I am um, there you go so you know what felt really good and in alignment for me mm-hmm. in that day or that week or sometimes it's that month or that year you know yeah um but i you know there there have been some of these kind of pivotal moments and um uh, punctuated events if you will in my own right. life that have caused me to go okay wait a second like yeah who am i what am i really about mm-hmm. and are my actions really showcasing a level of um, uh, really showcasing the, the 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 values that I want to right. live by, and you know, back in 2020, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the year of the great pandemic, the year of um, COVID. Yes, uh, I distinctly remember having this this moment of yeah. Okay, if I had to name with you know one hand, five fingers, like what are my life's wants right mm. now in this moment, at this age, in this space and time? Because, well, it was very bleak at that right. time. And yeah. we were thinking, okay, well, if I, if I get this virus, yeah, I, I could die, right? Like yeah. there were people my age that were getting it and dying, right? Yep. Um, there was a lot still unknown. And so I had to think in that moment, like if I were just living this exact life and I were to die tomorrow, like what... Would I be really happy and proud with with 
what I was doing and how I was yeah. living. And if not, what are those those less than five things that I need in order to feel really good about I the choices I need some more I time made? for these things. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so we made a list and stopped, you know, delaying some some levels of gratification of things yeah. like, oh, okay, do you know, do we, do you want to keep living in the New England area? Are we ready to right. live someplace else, you know? And so um, I think it's really taking that time to be honest with yourself, your partner or your partners or, mm-hmm. you know, family or whoever it is, um, but being really honest about, you know, your own level of, uh, are, are you living the life that you want? Or are you living the life that somebody else yeah. wants for you? And so- yeah. Um, I think taking that time and having a really trusted thought partner and, you know, I've, I'm incredibly lucky I have that thought partner in my husband who, who doesn't come with, um, uh, he has the, 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 he's the biggest stakeholder. Yeah, right. But also at the same time ready to do whatever it is that, that, that's that epic. needs to happen next, Having right? someone like, like that is, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. amazing and lovely. And I think part of that too is he also embraces and believes there's a million different ways to live. Yeah. And, well, yeah. in that shared, that is a shared value, right? right? I right. think that aligning on that level with a life partner is so important. So that's really amazing. Do you have time for two more questions? I do, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not overrunning. <laughs> That's good. Um, talking about where you draw your values from, you mentioned that a lot of students tend to think about that from like a spiritual or religious point of view. Mm-hmm. Has that been an experience for you that you find values in that? Or is a higher power a part of that at all? Or no? What does that kind of look like or your place in the broader world is there a higher power there what's your picture of gosh that? I I I I guess to be uh, really clear and direct like I know the answer is no yeah that I, I I don't um I it comes from a more secular space mm-hmm. for me um I, I something that I used to say all the time, and I, I still think it's I, I I still believe this to be the case for myself, but it's something that I really hope is true. I yeah. hope that there's order and meaning and purpose and this much larger, you know, um, omni power, right? Yeah. Like I I I, I the hope omni, it. I, that's yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. I really I really yeah. Like that would be really nice and comforting. Yeah. Right? Ah. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's all interwoven. Uh everything happens for, for a reason, reason, right? Yep. Right? Like you hear these things. No such like, thing as coincidence. Right, yeah. Right. And like I really like a, a big part of me is like that would be really cool. That would be really nice. <laughs> but I'm also completely 100% okay with sitting in the chaos too. That is amazing. And I think that's a place that it's really hard to be in. And I think that is a great practice. Even for people who think they have that box checked, sitting back and thinking, what if it wasn't? Right. Sit yeah. in the chaos. How would yeah. that change yeah. the way you're spending your time right now? Yeah, I think that's a big question. So is it more of a question mark for you and you're kind of like, I'm open to exploring different things? Or is it something that you're just like, you know, I just don't know if I'm ever going to know 
I'm just going to yeah, I think I, I, I very much uh, embrace just Socratic doubt, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, I could just be wrong about this. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay, too. Um, I think that a big piece of identifying values outside of um, a religious tradition right. um, is, A, an exercise in and of itself, right? Like, yes, um, but, yes. But, B, I think it's um, it's something that I... I, I pinpoint and identify in a lot of other kind of ways and mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily have uh, a need or a drive in the direction of um, of building any specific religious bridge yeah. for that. I think that makes perfect sense, especially if you've done this introspection work of what are my values? What makes sense for me? What makes sense with how I connect with my broader community? Isn't that the question that religion is supposed to fill anyways? Right, right. It's so, all asking the same questions, just not necessarily coming to the same conclusion. Exactly. Right? Or using the same words, but right. asking that same question. That is... Right. I'm like, that's just cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I, I, sometimes I'll, I'll talk about, okay, what do I think is the start of my life? Like, mm-hmm. what's the start of my story? So, like, what, to, yeah, back yeah. to your one of your very first questions, like, what's the start of your story? And, you know, depending on, on the space that I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, I'll start with I, I was seven years old, like, sitting yeah. in a college classroom, right? Because I'm thinking about my life in a higher education space or my life as the work that I do. Yeah. Um, But if I had to kind of pinpoint more of a values driven or any Mm -hmm. level of like spiritual start of my story, it probably happened in college. Yeah. If I were to, you know, start the, the story of how did I start to, to identify or embrace um, different value systems or yeah. understanding what value sim- systems even were. Right. And, and how does that apply to me? And yeah. 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 It, it was college. It was flat, flat out first semester of fall of 20, sorry, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> 2002. Um, and, and sitting in, you know, Dr. Klein's philosophy class. Boom. Like that's, you know, those were the moments that, uh, for, for me, sitting through high school years, mm-hmm. um, sitting through, you know, like listening and, and learning a lot, but not having a broader context or yeah. understanding or, um, you know, sometimes I just like sat on questions. So yeah. I had this um, friend in high school. His name was Jolt and he was from Germany. What an epic and name. He, yeah, he's cool. He was cool. And he was a, he had recently came to the States and landed in Miami, Florida. And he was reading a book one day in our um, geometry class. He was kind of bored in geometry because um, <laughs> he was like, I took geometry like three years ago. Right. Anyway, um, he was sitting reading a book and I said, oh, what are you reading? And he was like, oh, it's a philosophy book. And and he showed me this passage um, where it was, they were talking about um, uh, rocks Mm. And that to the human eye, you know, a rock is an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. It's just there and exists and we can trace back, you know, how did this rock come to be? But right. it's just a rock. Rock. Yeah. Right? And this passage was questioning whether or not, you know, just because we can't 
equate, you know, what we have identified as a living human being, right? Breathing and walking Mm -hmm. and, you know, having these kind of elements or qualities that make us a person. Right. That doesn't mean that there aren't other qualities that exist for a rock. Yeah. And I remember bringing that passage up in my first philosophy class and uh, the professor saying, this is exactly the type of question that we are going to answer in this class. And of course, we never answered this question. Right. This class, right? But it was about asking more those. questions and those types of questions and really um, mentally displacing yourself from what yes. you had been raised to learn and, and educated mm. through in a you know K through 12 system. Yeah. Mental displacement is so important yeah. for furthering the self, the community the broader society finding and identifying what is just like you have to step outside of your own framework that is so powerful um and I think to kind of tie these two things because I think it's interesting that you've presented almost like these two kind of sides of yourself where it's like you have viewing Stephanie as what you do right and then viewing Stephanie as like who am I almost? And it's like, they are very interrelated still. And I think that the work that we've done together with life design, I think touches on a lot of these questions too. So it's really cool for me knowing a little bit of your background and now hearing this to see how those are interwoven and how asking these big questions can be talked about in a life design setting in a human centered design setting, but it can also be in this other realm. Like they are, different frameworks for talking about these same questions yeah yeah so I just what a like eye-opening kind of moment for me that I think is really wonderful okay last question yeah and since you have an English lit background I have to stipulate you're not allowed to hyphenate has to be one word okay there are no loopholes but if you have to use one word to describe how you feel right now Mm. what would that one word be You were really saving the toughest question for the end. (laughs) (laughs) And and it does not have to be fancy or perfect. Whatever word comes to mind and you're like, ooh, that one. Um, I'd like to say that there are a lot of words kind of floating through my mind right now. Mm -hmm. But wow. Um, Uh, you know, the thing that's kind of coming to mind is is actually hopeful. I know that sounds so cheesy. No, but I love that. Um, but I think it's, I have a, you know, we could talk about the doom and gloom, right? I even talked right. about the pandemic on this right. episode, right? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, uh, we could talk about the, the, you know, the challenges, the hardship, yeah. the um, the difficulty navigating, you know, new situations and experiences or, you know, in retrospect, you know, when did your life story begin? All this, yeah. Right. And like you can easily slip into a space where it feels very um, daunting and big and heavy. And and I yes. tend to talk about a lot of things in a very heavy kind of way. And I, I mean, I, me I, too. I, I know it, right? Like <laughs> you're like that person that comes to the party and they're like, ah, oh, this person's going to ask me like 20 questions. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, coming at, you know, with that, like, like genuine curiosity just yeah. about the world and people and, and how everything um, engages with one another and interacts with one another. But I have a lot of 
like, and maybe it's that I have a lot of hope or I want a lot of hope mm-hmm. or that I want others to feel a lot of hope around yeah. the, 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 to have the confidence to navigate these kinds of spaces, mm. um, with courage and confidence. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I, I work with thousands and thousands of young people trying to just navigate this space of higher education yeah. and, um, you know, major and career decision-making and, you know, the question of what do I want to do with the rest of my life and mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. And I really, I, I, I find that things like life design, um, things like philosophy, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, there's an entire discipline that's dedicated. Philosophy is yeah. completely dedicated to asking these kinds of questions, these yep. larger questions. And I'm hopeful that, um, folks will start to gravitate more toward these things so that we can together build a more just society. Me too. I'm going to go with hope. I love that. That was a very long, you want one word and I gave you a whole dissertation. Hope is the perfect word. (laughs) Hope is literally the perfect word. That's that's what comes to mind for me in this moment. I love that. I think that is beautiful in its full circleness and it's honoring the using your words doom and gloom but also the not so heavy not so heady joy of the day-to-day as well that we can have and hold both I think that's wonderful and a really really fabulous place to end our conversation today so thank you so so much for being so vulnerable and taking the time to share this. Um, this has just been a joy to chat. Thank you, Reese. This was really fun. Oh, I'm Thank so you. glad. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening today. Even though this was a shorter episode, I think we really got to the heart of a lot of super, super important questions. If you want more info about today's episode, head to thecoherecollective.com and click on blog. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can subscribe to our newsletter on thecoherecollective.com so you never miss another episode. For updates on all of our stuff, follow us on Instagram at The Cohere Collective. And if you so wish, you can follow me on Instagram at Lillian Reese Brown. If you feel so inclined, feel free to leave an honest review or rating. Those reviews and ratings help me reach an audience that resonates with what I'm doing, wants to hear more of what I'm doing, which will help me hopefully reach my goal of making the world a better place. Sharing the pod is also a great way to start conversations with important people in your life. So if there's anyone you think could gain something from this convo, definitely give it a share. Right now, I'm feeling warm. I am about to go on vacation with my mom, which I am really looking forward to. And listening back to this conversation just really made me feel so lucky to have a colleague like Stephanie and again, just to be able to have these conversations. So I'm doing good. I hope that you all are doing well as well. Thank you for being here. And I hope you feel like you're living more coherently. Catch y'all next time. Love.